All right, hey everybody, Sean Rosenstiel here. Today, we are gonna be talking about chapter nine, persistence. And I hope if you haven't by now, you've taken a moment to download the success guide for this Thinking Grow Rich video series. In that success guide, you're gonna find all the key points that we're covering throughout the video series, as well as a printable version of this mind map in its completed form. That's really where we're going here towards the end of our journey as we make our way through the video series. You're also gonna find the exact exercises within the book verbatim in the success guide as well. So that'll give you that opportunity to journal about some of your answers. And then the other thing is I have included thought-provoking questions at the end of each chapter within the success guide. These are the same questions that I had to ask of myself many years ago when I began applying the 13 principles of Think and Grow Rich. So I want to just do a little housekeeping right away and let you know that that success guide is available for free. Link is down below if you'd like to download that. I'd highly recommend you do that. There's a ton of value in that success guide. So let's get started here. Chapter 9, Persistence. So first key point that I believe uh, is a big one in this chapter, is this idea of intensity of one's desire. I'm on page 139 now. Napoleon says, experience with thousands of people has proved that lack of persistence is a weakness common to the majority of men. It is a weakness which may be overcome by effort. The ease with which lack of persistence may be conquered will depend entirely upon the intensity of one's desire. The starting point of all achievement is desire. Weak desires bring weak results, just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. If you find yourself lacking in persistence, this weakness may be remedied by building a stronger fire under your desires. So what an important point here. You know, Tony Robbins talks about this idea of impotent goals, right? And I love that phrase. I think it's so true and so powerful. If you lack in this thing called persistence, if you set a goal and you're not following through, question whether it's not it relates to the intensity of your desire. I mean, how, how badly do you want this thing? You know, whatever it is you're after, whether it's financial, wealth, or mental, emotional, wealth or physical wealth, whatever it is that you're looking to achieve in your life, how badly do you want it? I've had to check myself in recent years because I would set these goals and then I would fall a little bit short or I would wind up at the end of the year close but not quite as far as I'd like to be and sometimes I'd procrastinate along the way or get distracted and I had to eventually check myself and say, well, wait a minute. You know, how badly do I want this? To what extent is the intensity of my own desire here? So I think that's a really important point. If you're failing at persistence, if you're falling short of following through, look at how badly you want this. Look at the intensity of your desire and ask yourself whether or not you want it badly enough to really follow through and persist on whatever it is you're looking to achieve. Second key point here, is necessity. I love this one and I think a lot of us are experience, experiencing this idea of necessity now in our own lives. I'm on page 140. He says that some men 
who have accumulated great fortunes did so because of necessity. They developed the habit of persistence because they were so closely driven by circumstances that they had to become persistent. For many years, I've talked about this idea of creating artificial necessity in your life. Ten years ago, my back was against the wall. Uh, I had just filed bankruptcy and I was getting married in 30 days. <laughs> and I, I had necessity in my life. You know, I didn't have much of a choice. I couldn't necessarily sit around and binge Netflix at that period in my life. I had to get going and I had to solve for my financial affairs very, very quickly. And now, fast forward the tape a decade, here all of us are sitting in this pandemic, right? We're right in the middle of coronavirus. And I think due to external circumstances, a lot of us are experiencing this necessity in our life. Napoleon talks about burning your ships and leaving yourself no source of retreat. Well, I think we're there. I think many of us are there. Uh, for four or five years now, for example, I've write, wanted to write a book, but I knew that writing a book and developing an online course to further support my readers would take a lot of time. And I was comfortable. You know, I had a business and I had relatively steady income. It wasn't great, but it was comfortable. And I never had, um, I, I guess I never had the courage to create that artificial necessity in my life and to move forward in, in advancing towards the direction of my dreams. And, and recently I've I've lost a lot of clients, you know, like many of us have. We've lost our jobs. We've got put on furlough. Some of us um, are working shorter hours. We've experienced pay cuts. So now all of a sudden I have necessity. And what's such a blessing for me is that within the past 60, 75 days, I finally took the time to focus and write that book. And I'm happy to report that it will be publishing. Uh, I'm thinking maybe late May, early June of, of this year on the subject of intentional living. I'm so excited about that because I had this necessity. It was finally forced upon me, this necessity in my life. I had no other choice. I had to get going on this desire of mine. So think about that in your own life. What is it that you're hoping to do, hoping to achieve, hoping to move towards? And what kind of external necessity has maybe been placed in your life recently that kind of gives you more courage now to advance in the direction of your own dreams. Really neat key point here. Third point is habit. I'm on page 140 now. He says, there is no substitute for persistence. It cannot be supplanted by any other quality. Remember this and it will hearten you in the beginning when the going may seem difficult and slow. Those who have cultivated the habit of persistence seem to enjoy insurance against failure. No matter how many times they are defeated, they finally arrive up toward the top of the ladder. And I'm gonna move now to page 147. Continuing on with this idea of habit. Napoleon says that there are four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. They call for no great amount of intelligence no particular amount of education, and but little time or effort. The steps are, number one, a definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. Number two, a definite plan expressed in continuous action. Number three, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions 
from relatives, friends, and acquaintances. Number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. I'm on page 148 here to close out this idea of habit. There is a magnificent magnificent reward for all who will learn to take these four steps. It is the privilege of writing one's own ticket and of making life yield whatever price is asked. So usually, at least in my life, when I think of persistence, I don't necessarily look at it as a habit. I look at it as a characteristic or or a trait that some people have, uh, that never-ending sense of persistence, but I don't necessarily view it as a habit. So I think it's really neat here how Napoleon frames persistence as a habit. It's something that we can develop in our own life. In the four steps to persistence that he outlines here on page 147 are pretty straightforward, uh, pretty easy. And what I found in my own life is as you pay attention to those and as you create more awareness in your life for these simple four steps, if you're having a hard time with persistence in your own life, It's a good reminder of the simple steps you can follow, and those steps eventually just become rote, right? They become automatic. They actually become habit in your own life. Abraham Maslow talks about the the four uh, levels of mastery, right? And he talks about um, uh, unconscious incompetence, and then you move to a place of conscious incompetence, and then you move to a place of conscious competence, and eventually you end up at the place of unconscious competence. It's like tying your shoes. At first, it took a lot of, you know, first you didn't even know that tying your shoes existed. Maybe you were in Velcro, whatever else. Then you saw some of your peers, maybe at school or at daycare, and they had shoelaces. And you all of a sudden noticed that they were doing this really neat thing called tying their shoes. They're putting the loops together, putting it through, tightening it up. And all of a sudden, you wanted to learn that, right? And then you had to really take your conscious awareness to, to learn how to tie your shoes. And then eventually it became completely automated in your life. Well, so too can this habit of persistence. And I found that as I paid attention to those four steps and consciously became aware of applying those four steps in my life and making sure that they were just this continuous motion, persistence eventually for me became an automated habit as well. Fourth key idea here is Hidden Guide. I love this one. I'm on page 147, excuse me, 141. At the top here, Napoleon says, sometimes it appears that there is a hidden guide whose duty is to test men through all sorts of discouraging experiences. Those who pick themselves up after defeat and keep trying arrive. And the world cries, bravo, I knew you could do it. The Hidden Guide lets no one enjoy great achievement without passing the persistence test. Those who can't take it simply do not make the grade. So think about your own life right now. Is there a hidden guide in your own life? You know, maybe it's a certain circumstance. Maybe it's the pandemic we're all experiencing. Maybe it's a person in your life who's really challenging you right now. And maybe that person or maybe that external circumstance is actually challenging you to become a greater person than you ever imagined possible. So I love this idea of hidden guide. Because if you think back on some of the adversities you've experienced in your life, I'll bet that now that you're on the other side of those difficult and challenging times, 
you've probably become a greater person as a result. You've gone through some learnings. You've gone through some growth. You've integrated all of that into your life. And you've learned some valuable things along the way, haven't you? So think about whatever it is you're challenged with today and try to look at that as a guide. Is it possible that that's maybe a hidden guide in your life and it's your mission, so to speak, to use that as an opportunity to further your own learning and growth? Next key point here is power, this key point of power. I'm on page 140, uh, 141 again. Napoleon says, a few people know from experience the soundness of persistence. They are the ones who have not accepted defeat as being anything more than temporary. They are the ones whose desires are so persistently applied that defeat is finally changed into victory. We who stand on the sidelines of life see the overwhelmingly large number who go down in defeat never to rise again. We see the few who take the punishment of defeat as an urge to greater effort. These, fortunately, never learn to accept life's reverse gear. But what we do not see, what most of us never suspect of existing, is the silent but irresistible power which comes to the rescue of those who fight on in the face of discouragement. If we speak of this power at all, we call it persistence and let it go at that. One thing we all know, if one does not possess persistence, one does not achieve noteworthy success in any calling. So for those of us who have, this, have adopted this habit of persistence, we have a certain power behind our every move, behind our thoughts, behind our behavior, behind every action. It's a power that propels us in the right direction direction. It's also a power that can propel us in the wrong direction, isn't it? But I love what he says here. These fortunately never learn to accept life's reverse gear. So if you're experiencing life's reverse gear right now, (laughs) will you accept it? Will you accept it or will you remember that there is a power behind this habit called persistence? And maybe All we need to do is shift gears a little bit, right? Shift gears in the appropriate gear, which is going to propel us from whatever challenge, away from whatever challenge we're experiencing today. Next key point here is self-made breaks. I'm on page 147 now. Napoleon says, Verily, if one has persistence, One can get along very well without many other qualities. The only break anyone can afford to rely upon is a self-made break. These come through the application of persistence. The starting point is definiteness of purpose. So how many times have we seen somebody very successful in any walk of life, right? We're like, oh gosh, that person just did that at the right time. You know, they're so lucky. They did the right things at the right time. What we probably don't see is all the sweat and blood and tears and effort that went on behind the scenes before they had their moment, so to speak. So I'm a big fan of luck, chance, synchronicity. I believe in all of it. But I also believe in this idea of a self-made break. For those of us who are persistent in our callings, 
for those of our who are, uh, us who are persistent in advancing in the direction of our dreams, we have to believe that a self-made break will eventually come along as long as we continue down that right path, right? So a very powerful idea here. Last but not least, this key point of 98 out of 100. Uh, this one is so powerful. I'm on page 147 again. Napoleon says, examine the first 100 people you meet. Ask them what they want most in life and 98 out of them will not be able to tell you. If you press them for an answer, some will say security. Many will say money. A few will say happiness. Others will say fame and power. And still others will say social recognition, ease of living, ability to sing, dance, or write. But none of them will be able to define these terms or give the slightest indication of a plan by which they hope to attain these vaguely expressed wishes. Riches do not respond to wishes. They respond only to definite plans, backed by definite desires through constant persistence. And I found this true in my own life. You know, when I ask people what they really want out of life, their answers are pretty vague. And up until just a few years ago, so were mine, you know? And then I've tuned into some of these principles within this book and it's changed my life. But a lot of people that you, you come across will have pretty vague answers, pretty fuzzy answers. Well, here's the issue with that. Earlier on in the video series, we talked about this reticular activation system in your brain. It's this filter, this, this function that helps you really dial in on your environment and focus on and process the relevant information that helps you move towards whatever it is you want. And when you have a foggy idea of what you want, you're not using that function to its full advantage, are you? So this is so important, this 98 out of 100 idea. We have to absolutely understand with clarity what it is that we want. And as we talked about before, if you don't know what you want, then what you want is clarity. You want to seek clarity for whatever it is you want. Maybe it's in your in health, maybe it's in wealth, maybe it's in relationships, whatever it is, you need to seek clarity then in what it is that you want, right? And once we do that, we have to back those desires, back those wishes with definite, practical, workable plans that we can take action on, right? I mean, a lot of the, the, the key idea of this book is exactly that. We need to back our desires with definite, workable, practical plans. So that's what I believe is the final key point of chapter nine, persistence. In the next video, we're gonna be talking about chapter 10, the power of the mastermind. Such a cool chapter. I've applied this principle in my own life over the past three years or so, and I gotta say that this principle, like all of them, is so powerful. I've experienced some unbelievable results in my own life after applying the principle of the mastermind. So I look forward to seeing you in that video. Until then, if you like what you saw and heard here today, be sure to like and subscribe if you can. That way, you'll get more of the videos that I'll release over the, past, uh, over the next few weeks as we move forward into this journey of the 13 principles of Think and Grow Rich. We'll see you in the next video. Take care.